This is the week that was Tournament's Day 2020. Hi, I'm Philip Blumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Tournament's Movement for the week of March 2, 2020. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. Last Thursday, February 27th, marked the second annual iteration of Term Limits Day. This is a commemoration of February 27, 1951, the day that the 22nd Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was ratified, which imposed presidential term limits. That's right. It is possible to amend the Constitution to include term limits. It's already been done once. Now, reminding people of this is one reason why term limits day is important, but it's not the most important thing about it. The fact is, to remind you, that we are executing a strategy to add congressional term limits to the Constitution. And the strategy is working. We're asking states to pass resolutions calling for an amendment-writing convention limited to the subject of congressional term limits. Under Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, if two-thirds or 34 of the states make such a call, a convention must be held. Now, states would send delegates and hash out the details of the proposal. But, of course, the convention has no power to alter or abolish any law by itself. To become part of the Constitution, three-quarters or 38 of the states would have to ratify the proposal. Well, so far, three states have passed term limits convention resolutions, and this success has allowed us to raise money to push term limit convention resolutions in other states. So as more and more states pass these term limit convention resolutions, eventually the establishment is going to become alarmed and resist the people's advance. Now, we can only win this battle if the public is engaged. We know this. We also know that supermajorities of Democrats, Republicans, and independents support congressional term limits. They always have. But when the time comes, we need these people to be engaged. And that can't happen on a dime. We are bigger than the establishment, and they need an annual reminder. We need to create a culture where every politician in America is aware, not only that we support term limits, I mean, they know that and they don't care, but that we are engaged in the issue, that we are watching them and expect them to do the right thing, and that there would be consequences if they don't. Now, ever since I got involved in U.S. term limits, um, I've heard from citizens who want to march on Washington. It sounds exciting. It sounds romantic. It also sounds really expensive, and it sounds like a hassle. It sounds like I'll have to take off work and, and, I don't know, buy airplane tickets and rent out hotel rooms, etc. You know, why cannot we just show our support in our own communities where we work and live? Last week, we saw tournaments action from coast to coast. So let's review some highlights that came immediately to our attention. In Arizona, tournaments activists led by Jim Olivi and Ron Hooper held Tournament's Day petition tables at six or seven locations around the state, including Scottsdale, Carefree, Prescott. There, volunteers collected signatures on the Congressional Tournament's petition and then set up uh, signers to receive our news and, importantly, our action items uh, so they can put their conviction about tournaments to use to practical ends. We also saw some action in Southern California where there was petitioning going on. Thank you for Rand E. Tanner for organizing out there. In Michigan, tournaments activists held sign wavings at busy intersections, letting their neighbors know that the tournaments issue is on the move. In Palm Beach County, Florida, where I live, we distributed and displayed about 400 term limit Congress signs to uh, people's yards. A special thanks to the team that delivered signs to people's yards. Thank you, everyone. Great work. As a final flourish, we planted signs along the route from the Palm Beach International Airport 
to the famous Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach because we knew that there were dozens of Congress members arriving on Tournaments Day, on Thursday, to attend the Club for Growth Conference. Also in Florida, in Newport Ritchie, which is near St. Pete, um, Stacy Selleck and about 20 others held a phone bank. <laughs> and they called members of the Senate Rules Committee, wishing them a happy Tournaments Day. And, of course, they urged them to vote yes on Monday uh, for the bill to put eight-year tournaments for school boards on the state ballot in November. In Maryland, Mike O'Dell took a group of citizens to the Capitol to wish happy Tournaments Day to legislators and to push for them to support a tournaments convention resolution. We got some social media air cover for our projects, which was very helpful as it drew attention to and for some people, I guess, validated what they saw going on on the ground. Uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, they both tweeted about Tournaments Day. And so did Senator Ted Cruz, the sponsor of the Congressional Tournaments Amendment Bill in the U.S. Senate. Uh, I mentioned the Club for Growth meeting at the Breakers in Palm Beach, and we ran into Senator Cruz, and we wished him a happy Tournaments Day. And he promised to tweet about it before the evening was done, and he did. Other politicians helped spread the word as well. In West Virginia, Senator Randy Smith took to the Senate floor to announce Tournaments Day in the wake of that body passing the Tournaments Convention resolution a few weeks ago. And in Florida, Representative Anthony Sabatini, he's the sponsor of the school board Tournaments Bill, sent a letter to all of his House colleagues announcing the Tournaments Day holiday. Tournaments Day news is still trickling in. For a more complete review, see tournaments.com. Let's make next year even bigger. Everyone has heard of Earth Day. Soon, everyone must know about Tournaments Day, too. Hi, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. We asked candidates for the state legislature to sign a pledge to help us get term limits on Congress. The pledge reads, I pledge that as a member of the state legislature, I will co-sponsor, vote for, and defend the resolution applying for an Article 5 convention for the sole purpose of enacting term limits on Congress. There are many legislative elections coming in 2020. Last week, 28 new candidates for state legislature signed this pledge. Candidates are getting real traction with the term limits issue. Tuesday is the North Carolina State House primary election. Going into Tuesday's election, we have 96 candidates who have signed the pledge to term limit Congress. If you have access to a candidate, please ask them to sign our pledge. Pledges are available at termlimits.com. Hi, I'm Nick Tumbalides, Executive Director of U.S. Term Limits. We're the nation's oldest and largest pro-term limits group, and I am honored to be joined by Gavin Rollins, 2020 candidate for Congress in Florida's 3rd Congressional District. We are in the beautiful city of Gainesville, home of the Gators, home of the swamp. But we're here to talk about a different swamp, and that is the one in Washington, D.C. The only real way to fix this is with congressional term limits. The only way to fix it is by sending men and women to Washington like Gavin Rollins, who are willing to commit to serious term limits to drain the swamp. That's why we have the U.S. Term Limits Pledge here today for a constitutional amendment that would hold House members to three terms and senators to two. That means if you do six years in the House, 12 years in the Senate, then you have to go home. And that is a real term limit that would really help drain the swamp. Just to give you a little bit of context, if this term limit had already existed, Nancy Pelosi would have had to leave Congress in 1992, Chuck Schumer would have been gone in 1986. 
That's how powerful That's this is. That's the year I was born. Exactly right. Yeah, she's been in office as long as he's been alive and longer than I've been alive. It's just incredible. On congressional terms, we do need limits. We need term limits. And Gavin, Absolutely. I'm honored to be here with you today. It's good, good to be here, and I'm honored to, to be the first and only at this point uh, candidate in the 3rd Congressional District to sign the term limits pledge. And the key to this is it's supporting a constitutional amendment that would term limit all members of Congress. That's the Democrats, the career rhinos, the, across the board. And that's why I think this is, is key. Instead of just taking a personal pledge to do a certain number of terms, I'm going to fight to term limit every politician in D.C. And I've done this um, as a county commissioner. I fought to put on the ballot a constitutional a charter, in this case, charter amendment to term limit politicians in Clay County, and I'll fight in D.C. and sign on to a constitutional amendment. And that's what this pledge is. It's uh, committing me to signing on to a constitutional amendment for term limits, and I'm excited to do that. Should I go ahead? Sure. Let me just say one last yeah. thing, too, about you and, and your record. You know, I go all over the country talking about term limits, meeting with different candidates and elected officials, and sometimes it's just lip service with term limits. But with you, you have a proven track record. You have fought this fight. You know, as a Clay County Commissioner, you mentioned you put term limits on the charter officers in Clay. I, know, I live in Florida. I yeah. know how difficult that is to do. You need to go against all the political self-interest, all the institutional power. It takes real gut to do that. No. So I have no doubt in my mind that when you get to Washington, D.C., you'll be a term limits warrior there as well. And I totally commend you for signing this pledge. I appreciate that. And you also have a Nancy Pelosi proof. We, 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 ha we do have a Nancy Pelosi version of the pledge, which is laminated. I, love I, it. I presented this one yeah, to Nancy. No tearing possible. No, it's a tear proof term limits pledge. If I run into Nancy, I'll give her this one. But Gavin, I have all the confidence in you. So go right at it. Absolutely. Going to go ahead and sign this. We've got uh, 50 co-sponsors in the house, and we're looking forward to adding you as another one. There it is, signed, and he will witness it, and Absolutely. it's in the books. Welcome, viewers, to our ongoing program, Focus, coming to you from Channel 17, Center for Media and Democracy, here in Burlington, Vermont. I'm your host, Margaret Harrington, in the Channel 17 newsroom, and my special guest today is Ken Quinn from U.S. Term Limits. Welcome, Ken. Margaret, thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We have this very important subject here. The title for our program is, It's Time We Term Limit Congress. Would you start off by telling us about the term limits for Congress legislation that is being supported by some bipartisan legislators here in Vermont? Yeah, we have some real exciting news. Uh, just to kind of give folks a little bit of background of what this issue is about, we're trying to get the states to propose a term limit amendment on Congress. Now, here in Vermont, we have two sponsors. Uh, we have a sponsor in the House. The resolution is JRH2, and the sponsor is Bob Helm. And then we have a sponsor in the Senate, uh, Senator Debbie Ingram, and that's going to be coming out probably about a week or so. And what this resolution is that we need the state legislature to pass is a what's called an Article 5 application. It's applying to Congress to call an Article 5 convention to allow the states to meet 
draft the amendment, vote on it, and then send it out to the states for ratification. So we need 34 states to call the convention and then 38 states to ratify the amendment. And so that's what this resolution is all about. Okay, so that's Article 5 of the United States Constitution. Yes, yes, which is the amending provision in the Constitution. Okay. And I'll briefly, basically what Article 5 allows is only two ways to propose amendments. Either two-thirds of both houses of Congress propose it and then send it out to the states for ratification. And that's how we have gotten all of our 27 amendments came from Congress. The second option allows the states the exact same ability to propose amendments. And so we need two-thirds of the states to agree on the subject matter because it's limited to what they submit in their applications. And so our application is for a single subject, which is a congressional term limit amendment. Okay. And can you give us some idea of what the language is in that proposed amendment to the Vermont legislature? Yeah, actually, it's very... Um, we are not even advocating how long the term should be. We just want to have the states to have this discussion on behalf of the American people. Now, we are also trying to advance this through Congress. So we actually do have an amendment in Congress right now. And that amendment calls for limiting U.S. senators to two terms. So their term is six years uh, each, so that'd be a total of 12 years. And then limiting House of Representatives to three terms for a total of six years. So one person uh, combined could serve a total of 18 years in Congress. Now that's currently in um, Congress right now. I don't have a lot of hope that's going to get passed by the two-thirds of Congress, and so that's why we're advancing it through the states. And with the state initiative is not advocating those specific terms. We, we left that um, kind of open to let the states have that discussion in the convention. Okay, so how long has this been before Congress? How long has this this proposal well, been? Well, um, our amendment in Congress, we typically have it introduced every session. And... Um, like I said, we actually this year we did have a um, committee hearing on behalf of this uh, amendment. I think it's been 20 years since we've been even a been able to get a committee hearing. And so obviously our biggest uh, roadblock to getting this done is Congress itself. And so that's why we need the states to do this, because without the states um, pressuring Congress to do something, it, it's just probably not going to happen. Now, personally, I want to go all the way to have the states have this meeting to do it because I think the amendment that they draft and vote on is probably going to have a little more uh, teeth into it than what Congress would propose. What is the major resistance to U.S. congressional term limits? Well, number one would be Congress. Um, they don't like this idea. You know, the people, the, the American people, 82 percent in, in a recent poll, 82 percent of the American voters want term limits on Congress. And that polls high with Republicans, Democrats, independents across the board. It's, it's really um, a very popular subject. Now, back in our history, back in the 1990s, 23 states actually passed laws, most of them at the ballot box by the people, to put term limits on their own members of Congress in their states. And unfortunately, what happened was in the case against us, it was U.S. term limits versus Thornton. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled against those state laws, overturned all of them, and ruled that the only way this can be accomplished was under Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, either by Congress or the states. 
Okay. Yeah, so we're pushing it both ways, and uh, I'm very excited that we have this uh, in the Vermont legislature. Um, the Senate resolution is going to be coming out probably next week, and so if you're out there listening and watching, we need your help. We want to get this passed. This is a reform that is desperately needed uh, for the American people. Washington, D.C., Congress is broken. It's dysfunctional. And we need to send new people with fresh ideas down to D.C. And, um, and get things done that need to get done. The incumbents in Washington who have been there for decades continue to kick the can down the road on really important issues. And the problem is they seem to care more about their reelection and maintaining power. And this will help break up that backlog that we have. How did we get to this being acceptable that politicians have lifetime positions in the U.S. Congress? How did this come about? Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating history. Uh, part of it has to do with our lifespans. <laughs> lifespans have greatly increased over the decades due to technology. And, you know, back in the old days, people didn't live to 70 and 80 all that often. So, um, but what happened was our first constitution had term limits. Back then they called it rotation of office. So the Articles of Confederation had rotation of office. Many of the state constitutions had rotation of office, term limits. The reason for that was the founders believed that anybody who holds a seat for too long, it gets to their head. And it becomes more about maintaining power and influence than doing the will of the, of the people. And so they saw rotation of office, or what we call term limits today, as a probably the number one way of protecting our freedom and our liberty and not letting it turn into um, an elite aristocracy. Unfortunately, what happened is over time, it's human nature. And we have just kind of not paid a lot of attention. Now, back in the 1990s, the American people were really pushing for term limits, as, as we saw with the, with the state's passage of, of those state laws. Um, unfortunately, because state legislators have been sort of unaware of their own authority under Article 5, or, and some of them have been afraid of using this, they have allowed this continue for decades. And so we need the state legislators to stand up, use their authority under Article 5. They have the same authority to propose amendments as Congress does. Now, I don't want to go down too far of a rabbit hole here, but Congress has introduced 12,000 amendments to the U.S. Constitution. 12,000 since 1789. Only 33 of those were proposed by the two-thirds needed, and then 27 of those have been ratified. On the other side, the states have never introduced one under Article 5, so they've never even had the opportunity to meet to discuss an issue. And all we're seeking is to give the states the same opportunity Congress has taken advantage of 12,000 times. That's all this is. So, so, Ken, could you go into what were the results when there was rotation of office? What were the results in legislation well, at that time? Well, yeah, if you, if you were to look at our founders, our framers, uh, many of them were in office for many years, but they didn't hold the same seat. They moved around, governor, Congress, Senate. And so this doesn't prevent somebody from serving um, the people. It right, just right. prevents them from holding one seat for decades. 
And so it's, it keeps the government robust. It keeps the representation closer to the, to the people, the voters, and it gives more opportunity for regular folks, citizens, to participate in our government. And so it's critical to maintaining a, uh, a functioning democracy. And so we need to have term limits so that the, the will of the people, or the, our voice is heard. Right now, they're not listening to us. They listen to the funders. They listen to the PACs, the lobbyists, and the special interest groups that are spending millions of dollars down in Washington, and yet they leave us behind. And that everybody knows that. And this is the only way we can fix it. Well, well then, have we reached a tipping point, and will term limits soon be the law in the United States? Well, we haven't reached the tipping point yet, but we need to. And the only way we're going to reach that tipping point is by getting the people to rise up and demand this. We cannot depend on Congress to do it. They've been talking about term limits every year. Last year alone, 60 amendments were introduced by Congress, 60. About 15 of those were for term limits, ours amongst the others. Mm -hmm. And it gets lip service. You know, I believe the sponsors intend and and want it but we can never get enough of them in congress to pass it by the two-thirds and so we need the states and we need the people in the states to demand from their state legislator not their federal legislators their state legislators to do this and we need to take action we can't allow this to continue much longer because things are only going to get worse if you really want to make a difference in the direction of our nation. We need to initiate term limits. It's not the silver bullet for everything, but what it will do, it will break up the power that the incumbent party has in Washington, D.C. It's This is not a left or a right problem. They're both guilty. It's those in power that are controlling everything. And by having term limits established on Congress, it will get infusion of new people with new ideas, new energy, and it will break up this, this hold that the lobbyists have over these incumbents that have been there for decades. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited about it. I, I think it's going to be a tremendous reform, but it's going to be a very heavy lift. Once we get close to calling this convention, the amount of money that's going to be spent to stop us is going to be overwhelming. And it's going to be a tough battle, but we can get it done. We've done it once before with the president. We have term limits on the president. That's the 22nd Amendment. And so if it's good enough for the president, which I believe it is, it should be good enough for members of Congress. And we've got to get it done. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No Uncertain Terms. Today, Monday, March 2nd, we expect a vote in the Florida Senate Rules Committee on school board term limits. This is the last committee stop before the Senate floor. If you live in Florida, please go to termlimits.com slash school board term limits to quickly and easily send all of the rules committee members a message. You can also find this action item under the current action tab at termlimits.com. Thanks. We'll be back next week. The revolution isn't being televised. Fortunately, you have the No Uncertain Terms podcast. U-S-T-L. If I'm elected president, I will push for a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on all members of Congress. <laughs>